Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Lady Gaga's an American treasure, right? Oh, she is. She's actually kind of hot, too. I, I like Lady Gaga just because of how she fucking speaks. Like, yeah, she's artsy and kind of weird, but she does not give a fuck. Like, she just tells people, like, this is what I think. You don't like it? Fuck off. I have a lot of money. Well, well yeah, there's that. But I actually kind of <laughs> I like her, too, because of the fact that she can fucking sing. Like, yeah. she doesn't need to do the poppy shit. She can shit. really sing. Yeah, like, she doesn't need to do the poppy shit, but, like... Like a lot of people that I knew always used to kind of blew her off as like another Madonna or whatever. But then they mm-hmm. saw like A Star is Born and then saw her see, actually like really singing. And they're like, holy shit. Like she can and sing. Madonna, Madonna could really sing, couldn't she? Not well. <laughs> I mean. You know. So you're telling me Madonna could hold a tune. Yeah, she can but hold she it. could but, sing. Well, most of her. Well, mo- yeah. I mean, she had good music. but she So she had good music. She was a pop singer. Yeah, she was a pop singer. Yeah. But like Lady Gaga you know, can hold up to like Tony Bennett and like, you know, actual, yeah. you know, like it's real like musicians. Uh, Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Like one of them can sing, sing. Right. And the other one can sing with a catchy hook and, and auto tuned. <laughs> Back before auto tuning was cool. Right. <laughs> was it ever? Yeah, I know. Right. What was, I heard she's have, she's in dire straits too. Fucking Britney Spears been lost, losing her mind lately again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know she's like fighting for her, whatever to have control over someone someone she has a thing i didn't even know this was a thing but well i knew it was a thing but someone controls her estate yeah and i'm like why because you're an adult because when she had that breakdown oh so they could they control it still from then yeah from then because it was her dad for a long time yeah and i think she's trying to get it back um so i don't know her estate's pretty fucking large yeah but um, it was funny because, you know, when I was uploading all the old shows, I was coming up to like, 
first year. So this is like early 2011. And uh, I was noticing in the show notes for a short time you were doing, you were reviewing free MMOs. And uh, <laughs> I was like, going, oh my God. I was like looking at it. I was like, um, yeah, you were re- you were going, okay, because we were doing like our review breaks where we would e- each do our own little review solo. And yeah. then like you were reviewing, like for a couple of weeks, you did like free MMOs that you were playing and you were <laughs> testing out and then giving them a little reviews and stuff like that. It was kind of funny. So I was like, going, oh man, that was a long ass yeah, time Yeah, I don't play MMOs anymore. <laughs> I was actually thinking about downloading Star Trek Online again. They're, they got a new uh, season coming out. That's the only one I'll kind of think about playing. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it's episodic and it's you know right you don't really have to dedicate as much of your life to it. <laughs> uh, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas, and with Bye. me is a man that needs no introduction. So fuck him, uh, Adam Wrighty, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know. <laughs> I was caught off guard. This was not spoken about. <laughs> Gotta keep you, you on your toes. You even heard me go, ah, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gotta keep you on your toes, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right. I don't need an introduction. What's good? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're kicking off season 11 and our 10th year, our 10-year anniversary. Uh, it's funny because um, I was going to mention this before, but I forgot. When I was listening to... For those of you that that um, you know have heard me talk about uploading all the past episodes, they're all up now. That happened a lot faster than I thought. Yeah. So all three hundred plus episodes are available. There are certain gaps in there. Um, there's a gap between episode twenty and thirty one where they just they basically accidentally got deleted, and then there's I think an episode or two that didn't that the file was corrupted or something like that, but there's still over 300 episodes in there. So we have our first 20 episodes, which I actually went through and kind of um, remastered in a way, basically putting them in stereo (laughs) instead of mono. But I also got a little extra of the background noise away and a little bit of echo um, out of there. So they actually sound pretty good. I was actually kind of surprised compared to how they originally sound. So you can go all the way back to, um, 2010 and listen to our first episode. It's so crazy that we have a decade of content worth of, of us recording of recordings of our own voice. I like I, I guarantee you when I get older, I'm going to go, Hey kids, look what I used to do. <laughs> it's just wacky shit. And it's going to be even funnier because it's news. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be like, Oh, is this what you did instead of work <laughs> for a time for a time? This is what kept my sanity. <laughs> yeah. Kept me from fucking killing myself. Okay. <laughs> but um, it, it, what's what's actually kind of funny is that today, the day we're recording this, is October 11th, which was the exact day 10 years ago that we recorded our first episode. Nice. Because uh, I was listening. I go, oh, yeah, today's the 11th. Oh, yeah, because yesterday was October 10th. And I was like, and then I looked at the calendar. I go, oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, literally 10 years ago, we're recording our uh Episode 381. Back when we used to record it, we were at the your kitchen table. Uh, this, that was later on. We first remember doing it in the living room off of Skype in my living room. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the kitchen table setup was nice, though. Yeah, I think ki- that was like the fifth episode. I can't remember. That's when we started using the area mic, yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, because when we got that area mic. It was dope. Yeah. Because what we rest in peace. Cause in that break. <laughs> no, I still, it's, it's, that's what's recording the episode right now. Nice. <laughs> so, because what we, when we first started, um, we were, there was, the, the, at this point was 2010, I think, what was it? Kevin Smith. And, um, and what's his name? The dude from love lines, uh, Adam Carolla, I think mm-hmm. had only been doing it for a couple, like two, two or three years at that point. Um, podcasts were still relatively new and we were like, well, we have nothing to do. Like, we don't know what to do. I was using a, um, I was using a, a Skype recorder. Uh, that was at like the tail end of the recession. Yeah. And we were both out of work. Yeah. And we were so we had plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we would did that and we had our headphone, our headphone mics on. And, uh, there was a couple of points where I was listening to it and you're, you're talking kind of like. And then I go, hey, okay, pull your mic down. Like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that back then. <laughs> and then we moved to the, the table when we had uh, uh, John and Patrick on. That's so funny. I used to drive Steve fucking crazy because I'm fidgety. So I'm <laughs> I'm constantly moving around. Now I have a nice microphone. So the microphone's like, I'll follow this asshole a little bit. You know what I mean? But back then we didn't have the nicest equipment so if you weren't speaking directly into it it wasn't gonna work oh yeah and i'd be sitting there telling a story looking left looking right looking up looking down and steve's just looking at me like oh my god this fucking asshole it was it, it it's it's funny too because i thought about that the other day because when i was uploading them and i was sitting and after i rendered them and listened to them and i was looking at it and i was like going god we used to just use the skype recorder and then Several years ago, I got the the mixer and then hooked it to the Zoom mic, so now everything goes right into that, so I don't have to. And we still got plans for some upgrades too. Yeah, we still have some know. other plans. That's where you know donations kick in or you know something like that. You know that will help upgrade us some of the other equipment because we found other equipment that we could use, but of course you know it's a little a little pricey, so um, that doesn't fit into the full wallet yet. I um, have this new Razor Siren microphone. <laughs> That I'm smoothly speaking into right now, which I think has been an improvement yeah. um, over the last one. Although I had that last, that last mic was a gift from Steve that I had for years. Yeah. Um, and then it just went out one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, I actually think the, um, it was the phantom power source that went out. Oh, and I then think. I just, then it just gave the perfect opportunity. I just wanted a USB mic. So I was just like, okay. Like, it's just easier for me. Yeah. Because I don't like hot mics. <laughs> so every time we're done recording, I unplug it. Because mm. I don't... The CIA is... <laughs> you know, they listen to everything. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, like, so my question is, is like, well, for me, I never thought it would go this long. <laughs> um, Especially you, because there were... um. There have been a few times in the course of this podcast where tempers flared and it was never mine Um, (laughs) (laughs) because either, well, there were a few times where I just was fucking up. I wasn't focusing or whatever. That was back when we were doing, I was doing too much shit. Like, and it wasn't Steve's fault. I would commit to doing things that I shouldn't have been committing to doing. That I think I think I've learned and grown as a person through this podcast because I'll tell Steve flat out can't do that. Yeah, it's like I don't want to set I don't want to set us up for an argument. I can't do that, you know. So 
there was a lot of that. I had to stop for a while. That wasn't really an argument. I just had to stop for a while. Although Steve was not happy, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I can't even remember why I had to stop. It was me moving back to Arizona. And then um, I think now, I think now we're in a pretty comfortable place. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those right now where it's, it's like, well, we've like before the last break was my issue. Um, the last gap that we had in the show. Which I didn't even get upset about it at all, but <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> we're not, we're not splitting hairs here, you know? No, the last time that we, the last <laughs> time where you were off for a couple of months was because of, uh, financial issues. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the only time, the only, for clarity, the only time Steve has ever really got upset with me is when I was fucking up is when I was going, oh yeah, I'll do fucking six stories a day and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then three weeks later, I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, well, you said you were going to, you know, I was young. Well, how old was I when I first started at 25? Yeah. It's 25. It's 37. I had most of my kids i think no, no ava was the youngest one yeah she so we had was there was off two of them there was yeah there was a gap in there where we had recorded a, a filler episode and then i did like a sh- i think i did a uh uh best of yeah yeah and it was because uh because that, but that is something we knew was coming <laughs> so it was like, like okay we're prepared it was it was a weird that whole decade that i lived in la because i lived in la for i think 10 years Maybe not 10 years, maybe like five. That whole time in LA was not a good time for me. Like finances were fucked up. I had all these kids, you know, we were living in one bedroom. Um, and then I, then I was trying to do podcast things, <laughs> you know, so I was, I was just all, I think the only good thing I've ever gotten out of LA was this podcast and my friendship with Steve. <laughs> Everything else was kind of shit. <laughs> so... Yeah, and the podcast yeah. was your idea. <laughs> the podcast, whose idea was it? Yours. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But I have a lot of ideas. Yeah, you're the idea, man. <laughs> yeah, I everything, come up everything else is... Steve thinks, can we do this? <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember it was like in May, because I remember that's the time we bought the domain, the lazy, because you, the lazygeeks.com was like, we should do the lazy geeks. And then I bought the domain right away, and we've had it for over 10 years, about 10 and, uh, 10 and a half years. Yeah. We've had the domain. So, um, it was, wow, that, that sounded weird. When I said 10 and a half years, I was like, why does that not sound right? Like, not that we've had it for that long. It's just 10 and a half years. Doesn't sound like it hits the ear wrong. I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I, I learned that, um, another thing I learned about myself, I don't like to write (laughs) Steve, Steve, not only loves to write, but he's good at. So if you go to the lazygeeks.com right now, all of the articles are written by Steve and they're, they're written very well. If you go far enough back the way back machine, right? You'll find a few that I wrote (laughs) and then it gets slim and slim and slim. And I think mine are like, they're not bad. Like I don't understand English. You know, I get that. It just was me. It was like, more stream of consciousness kind of like <laughs> it wasn't that he didn't understand English. It's but you started to question whether you understood English. <laughs> right. Like I was just all over the place because I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not, I don't like writing. And, um, you know, that's a Steve thing. I like talking <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> so 
but yeah, man, I, I have no regrets. It's one of the greatest things um, I've ever done in my personal life. Obviously, that doesn't include my children or my wife. Or maybe it does. Um, <laughs> and if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it again. Minus some of the fuck-ups. But, you know. <laughs> I know. It's kind of one of those like, oh, if we had gone back and we could actually streamline this from the beginning, it'd be a lot easier to figure it out. We were all over the place, weren't we? I mean, the... The well, podcast has changed format more times than I can fucking count. Here's the here's usually the the big thing when we would change the format. It was usually because it would usually start off and and Steve was bored. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when we start the shows, if you look at the shows, I tried to keep the shows at around and with editing around a, an hour and twenty. Yeah, and then the show started Which getting has not been that way for a long long time. time yeah, the show started getting. D- denser there's a lot more content adam adam would be like oh we should do these oh we should do these and then we have them and then we get rid of them because we didn't keep up with them like we did yeah. comic book reviews for a while and remember we didn't release date release schedules and stuff like that well, i think that's the problem with having something for 10 years like <laughs> steve and i used to read comic books a lot more yeah. than we used than we do now like i i haven't read a comic book in a few years yeah like steady you know what I mean? And video games are starting to become that too. Like I used to play video games nonstop. Like I would always play video games. I was the one on the podcast that would be like, this new one coming out, this new juice coming out, this comes I don't fucking know what the hell's going on anymore. <laughs> you know, I still play games. Yeah. But for my own, it becomes a, I play a special game that I know is, I'm really going to enjoy. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, um, you know, you just get older, man. Your well, yeah, interests I mean, are different. Yeah. Things change and stuff like that. And, and one of the, but one of the things that I was, I was mentioning was the fact that the, the podcast would end up getting bloated. We'd get close to two hours and then Adam would be like, oh, we, you know, we go, we run too late, so we should cut it down. So then we <laughs> cut it down. It's mostly my fault. <laughs> it's mostly because you're like, oh, I gotta, you know, we're running late. I gotta sleep, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, so we would cut it down to an hour and then that would last for about, two months and then we'd start to get ahead and then adam would say like well why are you saying we're getting you know we're getting ahead and i was like well you want he's like ah it's our fucking podcast we can do whatever we want That's and then right. it, then it blows back up again so we and this there's been this like uh uh uh, uh what is a seesaw thing that we've been doing yeah. and you i could see it because when i upload them i always get a tally of of how long the episodes were so i would always see like an hour four, an hour seven, an hour fifty six minutes. But I think the shortest one we ever had was forty five minutes, and uh, and then all of a sudden it would. Then I would see a jump up to like two two o two, then you know like an hour and a half to two hours, and I'd see that for a long time. And then there would be a drop down to like an hour, an hour and a half. I was like, oh, that must have been when <laughs> we tried to thin the show out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just kind of got got all up again. But it, we're at we're at a um we're at a bloated cycle now. Yeah. But it's not that big of a deal. No. But because back then, too, you have to take into account how many fucking shows were we doing? <laughs> and sometimes we if you if if you guys could see. So we, we use OneNote <laughs> and we have the Lazy Geek show note shared. Yeah, the archive. Notebook. <laughs> the shared notebook has the Lazy Geeks and the away team, the fine line and a new show that. We're not gonna mention We're not it. gonna talk about. You go to the archive, there's <laughs> I think there's over ten shows. <laughs> yeah. We had like a comic book show, a video game only show, I think. Yeah. Um you had a couple of shows. I had a couple of shows of my own, yeah. 
Um, I can't even fucking remember. Yeah, we had so uh, many. Yeah, we had we had a lot of a lot of different ones on there. Um, this time it was just kind of like, okay, we'll do this, and then the away team was something we both wanted to do. I think that was one of the ones that I was like, going, yeah, we can just we can do it, but this time we you know focus on this, and so decided to do that again. The fine line was just my thing. This next one that we have isn't. It's kind of the beauty of it is kind of like it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Like we're not adding anything to it. We're not at, we're not to it, but we're not adding anything to our slate. We're, we're just honestly cheating. Yeah, we are kind of cheating. Um, so we're taking. Well, we'll talk about it more when the first episode comes out, but it's enjoyable, right? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, but it requires zero effort <laughs> from us, which is, the, I mean, that's the best kind of content. Maximum really. zero effort. That's that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so all the podcasts are available. If you go down, you'll be able to see everything up to season one. Even um, the old shows that we canceled and stuff? No, 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 just, no the just, away team? just the Lazy Geeks. The Lazy, just, the lazy Geeks. Yeah, just the Lazy Geeks. What the fuck? Yeah, the no, way lazy. team, the way teams are the bonus episodes. Oh, by the way, and um, I'm not saying, we know that people that listen to this show don't necessarily listen to the away team because you're kind of two different uh fandoms it's there. It's yeah, a it's a very much of a niche. Um, But we are seeing some, we're seeing... Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I don't know what happened, but we're seeing some blow up on that. So those episodes are starting to take off, which is good because, you know, it's nice to have that. Uh, but what we're doing, but on the away team, we have our episodes. We've done, we've completed the first season of uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, we're, this week we're, we're releasing our review of the entire first season to talk about what was good, what was bad and all that stuff. And then the next week we're going to start doing um, discovery discovery season three starts this Thursday. So we're going to be a week behind. And I started thinking that maybe I'll release it before the new one comes out, but I'm actually thinking we're going to be a week behind. And I think that might be good because then we can get into spoilers because by the time the second episode comes out, yeah. Our first one comes out, so it's like if you haven't listened to it, you should probably sh- or watch the episode. You probably should before you hear that. But y- so we're gonna have that for the I think the next thirteen weeks or fourteen weeks. I'm not sure how long the season is. And then when that ends, we're gonna come back with Enterprise season two. But we're also releasing um, bonus episodes from our original run of the away team back in 2015 when we were, did the first two and a half seasons of TNG. So first episode that came out is one of our personal favorites. It's uh, where no one's gone before, um, where where I put the Enterprise is lost in a um, the Enterprise is lost in deep space, and um, oh I said no, it's the Traveler Wesley in a brown panel van. That <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not lost. They found themselves. they found each other there. And then the next one, and then the one that comes out this week will be the. Um, uh, or actually comes out, I think the same day this episode comes out will be, um, the racist episode of TNG and called, uh, the code of honor. Um, so we're going to be releasing those on Monday and new episodes on Fridays. So, um, you can catch those and those episodes. I was listening to some, I was like, wow, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, there's some fucking gems in there. Th- though. There are though, definitely are. So those will you'll hear all will basically as bonus episodes those will get those episodes all out and then these are all available so all 10 seasons are out there and this is the start of 11 so you'll be able to siphon through so when we're off for a week there's definitely a lot to listen to 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so you're playing something again? Oh, so God bless the Xbox uh, Game Pass for one. <laughs> but um, this game, The Outer World, so it's basically it's made by Obsidian, which is the company that used to make Fallout right. when Fallout was good. Um, because I I have Fallout 4 and it was a bore. Like it was just, I don't know. It didn't have that same kind of feel to it. But um, I hop into Obsidian, or no, I'm sorry, into the the Outer Worlds immediately. Had that same vibe as like the as the older um, Fallout and stuff like that. And it, it's just a great fucking game. It's a single player open world RPG. Um, it's in, it's sci-fi. So you're, you... I haven't got that far into it, but basically you were on a colony ship that was supposed to go faster than light <laughs> to to colonize this place. Um, and unfortunately, your light speed drive broke. So you had been frozen for 70 years. So by the time you got there, it was already colonized. So somebody wakes you up. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> it's kind of cool. You have this um, because you were frozen too long you have this like weird ability called time dilation. So it's basically what they have in fucking fallout, but they had a slick way of putting it back where I hit a button and I perceive time differently. So everything goes slower so I can fucking like aim at shit. <laughs> so like that, I was like, that's kind of dope. Graphics are great. Um, it has a very, um, like it's a weird place. You know, has that kind of vibe to it. It's not taking itself too seriously. Um, like I, I ran up on these two, like you consider them police, I guess. And um, they were like, "We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to go attack these marauders because I have to get to a ship. There's a bunch of marauders there, and then these two police dudes, and they're hiding behind a rock. It's like, yeah, we don't have orders to go up there." And I'm like, okay, well, I can go kill them myself and get to the ship or I can persuade them to do it. So I, I you, it's like the old school, almost like Star Wars The Old Republic where you pick what you want to say. Oh, right. And then it's based off of your ability, your your ability scores on what you can do. So I, my persuade is a little higher than usual. So I, I said, oh, is this what you guys do? You just, you know, walk away from a fight. Hmm. And then she was like, you know what? You're right. Fuck this. So they did all the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> really good game, though. Um, definitely something I would suggest. I think it's it's not the newest game. I don't play new games. You know, it just is what it is. Um, but uh, I don't know. I was kind of... I've been thinking lately about playing games and um, like recording myself while I'm playing it and just kind of talking and bullshitting. Oh, yeah. But the problem is I need an office to do that. I'm, I'm in a bedroom, mm. you know, and it's it's uh, I can convince my wife that I have to lock the door when I'm recording a podcast, but not when I'm playing a video game. <laughs> She'll tell me to go fuck myself. Um, so I think when we move, because it's probably going to be much in the future. But when we whenever I have my own office, I'll probably start doing that mm. uh, because it's easy. I just yeah. fucking you know, turn the record on and then yeah. talk. I'm talking dumb shit. Anyway, I talk to myself all the time. Yeah, true. You, you know, so yeah, just turn, that's it. turn on share X and you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's or cool. even Xbox or Microsoft has a built in screen share thing mm. for games. And then just be like, Hey guys, 
Uh, I'm not doing fucking Twitch. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to interact with people. Like, and, I'll throw and it up seen, on YouTube. And seeing you since Skippy clothing might not, you know. Like, <laughs> hey, oh no. wait, let me pick up my controller. <laughs> well, you know what's the most annoying thing about Twitch? But I know why they. I get it. You know, it's like, oh, thanks for the dollar donation. Oh, th- every fucking five seconds. Like, shut up. <laughs> Oh, uh, I I want to I want to see those. Uh, the I want I want you to say thanks when you start getting those. You know, one hundred uh, one hundred bills. That not for the dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and then you then you become a pompous asshole because you don't thank for the low end one. It's this whole thing. <laughs> when I could just be on YouTube and upload it. If you want to watch it, watch it whenever the fuck you want. Right. <laughs> I don't want a tip. Just watch whatever you want. It's not going to be monetized anyway because I curse too much. Yeah. You know, so, no. um, actually I was talking to uh, Amador and he had said some. He had said about a podcast that he listens to. He says they, they, they're kind of along the same vibe as us. He goes, but they also do video podcasts and they put them up there. And I go, and then he goes, they make pretty decent money. I go, yeah, I go, we couldn't monetize on, on YouTube. I go, we can post them, but we just can't monetize because we curse too much. And then he goes, well, fuck that bullshit. And I was like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we were trying to do something, I can stop cursing. Yeah. It would be hard. Not, the first not. the first few episodes would be kind of hard, you know, because you're good. Yeah, because it's a whole vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? But but um, the, the whole point of this was just for us to be us. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, if we can if we can do that, then why the fuck, you know. <laughs> I curse it. I curse to my kids. What the fuck <laughs> are we doing? You know? All right. right. Well. Now it's time to jump into some of the news stories you may have missed under that may have gone under your radar in the past week. So, Facebook has been cracking down over the past year on QAnon pages and groups, especially since the start of the whole COVID thing. Last week, the social network has banned QAnon entirely from their network. Quote, starting today, we will remove any Facebook pages, groups, and Instagram accounts representing QAnon, even if they contain no violent content, the company writes in an update. Our dangerous organization's operations, wow, uh, D-O-O, <laughs> Danger, <laughs> dangerous organization's operations, sounds like a DC, like, you know, uh, Argus kind of thing, right. uh, team will continue to enforce this policy and proactively detect content for removal instead of relying on user reports. While we've removed QAnon content that celebrates and supports violence, we've seen other QAnon content tied to different forms of real-world harm, including recent claims that the West Coast fires were started by certain groups, which diverts attention of local officials from fighting the fires and protecting the public, the company says. Additionally, QAnon messaging changes very quickly and we see networks of supporters built an audience with one message and then quickly pivot to another so you pretty much have to pissed off facebook to to the point to where they just fucking are done with you well because facebook is getting in trouble for things they're saying it's it's kind of a weird i don't agree with anything QAnon says and i do think that they are a little are damaging to society in general yeah. but then it's a slippery slope like you you're you're saying they're not allowed. I understand the stuff that promotes violence and stuff like that. But if they have a weird opinion, technically, you're not supposed to ban them just because they're saying, oh, I think such and such started the fires. Who fucking cares? 
Well, I you mean, when I mean? you're saying Antifa, you know, has been starting the fires, there's this, that, and the other thing. It's just promoting misinformation. But the big problem that you get is also the co-opting, where they start saying, you know, remember the whole save the children thing, which went from yeah, sex that's, trafficking. Yeah, that's an issue. You know, where they went from sex trafficking to pedophile Democrats and, you know, Soros <laughs> and all that. It's like, wait, where's the pivot? It's like, you conservatives have these weird pivots. Like, you always pivot to, like, the weirdest fucking shit. Like, oh, well, if we legalize gay marriage, then we're legalizing people to marry animals it's like bro your fetishes are fucking weird you know if, if facebook wants to do the world a service they could just close facebook Act, that or, would help well i mean oh yeah i agree with that or if facebook really wants to do some help just don't let people comment just let them post emojis yeah just, that was one of the best things for youtube yeah like you would have like a news a lot of the news places They'll post whatever the, their news video is, and there is no comments. Apple and does the I same think thing. That's, Apple yeah, does I the think same that's thing. good. Because yeah. like, honestly, I, I don't fucking care what people think. I don't ever read them, but then people fucking live and die off them comments. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. I'm, I've, I've, been, I've been jumping on the, we should just cancel all social media train. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just all trash. Except for uh, TikTok, because the, well, yeah. the thoughts, you know. Right. Where where, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go if they don't have TikTok? I need I need photocopies of IDs on fucking TikTok before <laughs> I want to talk about that. Jesus. Thoughts are people too. That's <laughs> Thoughts are people too, you know. You're right. <laughs> this kind of this kind of my articles on kind of the same vein. Um Yelp is rolling out a new feature that will alert people if a business has been associated with egregious racially charged actions end quote um these labels will be added to pages that see a rise in reviews based on what people have seen in the news or social media rather than firsthand experiences yelp will also include a link to an article explaining more about the incident that caused the business to catch attention for racist conduct the labels don't just tell you about place, places accused of racism. They'll also alert you to those who were victims of it. He helps said its user user operations team. Everybody's got a team now. Yeah. Um, has already been placed. Um, well, technically, I guess if you put two people together, that's a team. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it sounds more official. The team <laughs> um, alerts based on an increase in the number of reviews citing news or social media. So so these new labels aren't in, aren't entirely new. The difference is that the company will now flag places that have been accused of using racial racist language or symbols and other such actions. When it first notices a person associated with the business has been a target of acute or accused of racism, Yelp will add a public attention alert to that company's page, quote, to warn consumers that the business may have received it may be receiving an influx of reviews as a result of increased attention. And quote, if a business has been accused of overt, overtly racist actions where we can link to a news article, Yelp will use its business accused of racial racist behavior label instead. Um, Yelp is relying on news, news and social media reports in this process, partly to warn people about the, possible influx of fake reviews affecting a business's ratings ratings in these situations quote it's always been yelp's policy that all reviews must be based on actual first-hand consumer experiences with the business and quote the company said in the news release this policy is critical to mitigating 
fake reviews and maintaining the integrity of content on our platform. We don't allow people to leave reviews based on media reports because it can artificially inflate or deflate a business's star rating. According to Yelp, up till this point in 2020, it's already seen 133% increase in media-fueled incidences compared to the same time last year. Increasingly, consumers across the U.S. are voting with their dollars by supporting businesses that align with their values, the company said. As always, we continue to evaluate how we can best use our platform to build a better, more equitable, and inclusive environment. Um this I have mixed feelings on this. Yeah, like, this is kind of a, a hit and miss kind of thing. Like, this thing for me is a very the road to hell is paved with good intentions kind of vibe. Yeah. Like Yelp here is not doing anything wrong. They're trying to help. And you can right. tell that they can see the flaw right. in their strategy because they're trying to patch it. But we live in a time now where people will mass report someone um, falsely just to get them banned on something because they don't like them. Right. You know, and also th- people say racist just because someone votes for Trump these days. Like, oh, you support Trump? You're a fucking racist. It's, that's not necessarily true. You know, so it's like if you, if there's a, a place that employs a bunch of different kinds of people and the owner happens to support Trump, no one's going to shop there now. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, I get it. If, like, there was that whole thing a few years back with the cake, um, the cake place. Like, they wouldn't make a cake for a gay couple or whatever because they were Muslim. And it it was this weird, you didn't know who was right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people thought they knew who was right. But when you really think about it subjectively, you have the LGBT. That's the whole thing now, right? LGBTQ. Q, thank you. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that community thought they were right because it's like, well, it's our freedom. We should be able to get a cake for blah, blah, blah. But then what about their religious freedom of the owners who don't support that? So you're sitting there like, well, who's right? <laughs> you and know, it, yeah, and it and became it, and, a thing. And in that situation, I was like, well, if you're not going to, you know, open up to to both, then, you know, or you... It business business you you know you sell to whoever unless you stipulate well because you know when they come in there you just can't be selective and say like you know oh oh well you're this so I it's like it's business if you don't do it then say it up front like you know where we've been my, but uh, but the my whole thing on that one was if they're not gonna make you a cake just go get it somewhere else that was my whole thing like right. I was like I don't know why this is such a fucking big deal. Like if if your values don't allow align with their values, go somewhere else. Someone will make you a cake. Like, fuck. <laughs> They're not the only cake makers on the fucking planet. And then you're 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 making your decision with your money, which is how capitalism works. You're like, well, I don't agree with you, so I'm gonna go spend my money somewhere else. Well, my my thinking on this whole on the whole Yelp thing is that yeah, I do see what they're what they're doing is they're basically saying yeah these this business may be targeted because of a media report now based solely on media report doesn't necessarily mean that it's true or not because there's a lot of gray areas and stuff like that so when you see when you see this kind of happen it's basically saying we're flagging it and saying that this is happening here but we're also going to try to mitigate all the 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 
reviews that are not based in you know uh because you could you see it on yelp if you go to people you know you go to places and you see people like oh they do this or they're making comments and just giving them an aggr- bad review even though they've never been there so it looks like they're trying to say like look we're going to allow this but we're going to also take into account this because they may not always be true or right. they may not be based in in and completely factual and that i mean that's a great idea my biggest issue with it or not issue but my concern is um we live in a culture of one and done like if you have one employee at a place do something that someone thinks is racist cancel culture gonna sweep in bro yeah. like it's it's no one gets no one well not no one and we don't need to get the details but certain people do not get second chances yeah in america anymore and it's um if you're if if you have one employee who let's say the cake thing maybe you just have one employee who's like i don't want to make a cake for for a gay couple that whole place getting shut down. It doesn't matter what anyone else there thought. You know, it's just it, it's just a weird. It's such a layered problem that I can see some good coming out of it and some bad coming out of it, and it all relies on Yelp being this moral authority, hmm. who they're not. It's a fucking company. Yeah. Well, I I think the the cancel culture has, you know, some real issues because it's a purity yeah. test that no one can live up to. You know, it's basically saying you can't have any Everyone has issues. to be Jesus. Yeah, nobody <laughs> can have any issues. You can't have done anything when you were 13 and you're 65 now. It's like, right. it's like going, no, it's like, you know, we, we have a lot of, there's a lot of issues with that and that I've had problems with, but, you know, but that's, I think, a topic for another show. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about that forever. Yeah. All right, so the Wall Street Journal is reporting another round of layoffs are coming for the troubled Warner Media as part of AT&T's ongoing restructuring. Like the rest of the entertainment industry, we have not been immune to the significant impacts of the pandemic, said Warner Media in a statement shared with Variety. That includes an acceleration in shifting consumer behavior, especially in the way content is being viewed. We shared with our employees recently that the organization will be restructuring to respond to those changes and priority prioritize growth opportunities with an emphasis on direct-to-consumer. We are in the midst of that process, and it will involve increased investments in priority areas and, unfortunately, reductions in others. This article didn't specify which divisions would be impacted, but after the last one in August, we're not sure what's left. <laughs> you know, I like, mean, this is typical of AT and T. Yeah, AT and T picks up something and they start cutting the fuck out of it. Yeah, well, you know, so I mean, it was one of those things where you look at and you go, "Wow, they just they did not read the room." Like beforehand, I mean, they bought DirecTV. Now they're looking for somebody to buy DirecTV, mm-hmm. you know, and we have Warner Brothers and thought, oh, yeah, we'll have content. And then we have DirecTV where we can send out all the content. And guess what? Cable cord cutters are are increasing. Now you have the pandemic. Suddenly you spent all this money and now it's all pretty much well, going like shit. They were trying to do what Disney was doing. The only difference was Disney was buying successful companies. Well, not only that, but Disney was buying shit for a long fucking time. Yeah. You know, they tried to do it all within like five years and then look and then, the, you know, then this happens. It's like going, bruh, you know, it's like and also at and ain't got Disney money, too. And they're, they're buying these these budget companies like the the, the acquisition of DirecTV made no fucking sense to me. Yeah, no. Everyone's cutting the cord or whatever the fuck they call it these days. And it's like, oh, I'm going to buy DirecTV. I'm like, 
a dude, I go to Walmart and the direct TV dude's there and he's trying and I look at him like, are you fucking serious? Like who buys this? <laughs> yeah, I know. Get out of here. You know, it's, it's just, my wife said I was super rude cause this chick was trying, you know, I have a thing. I'll tell you twice. The third time's going to be a little bit like, get the fuck away from me. Mm. And, um, she was like, Oh, hey, uh, who do you have for your TV? And I go, I don't have anything for TV. Thank you. It's like, oh, we have a good deal. I'm like, that's okay. I don't, I, I don't need cable or direct TV. Thank you. Well, and I turn around and she's like, well, for this, and I turn around and go, whatever price you have is irrelevant because I don't want it. <laughs> and then she just kind of stopped. And then my wife's like, you were really rude. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I don't want to sit there. I'm helping her. because You don't have to waste her fucking time. Yeah. It's pushy salesmanship though. It's like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. And I hate that it's in a fucking Walmart. Can I go get milk? <laughs> like, leave me alone. What do you do with DirecTV in a Walmart? I mean, it's like... It's they're like, always there. Yeah, they're like super expensive too, for especially for Walmart customers. I Sometimes if I'm bored, because I'll be waiting for my wife, and they'll be like, hey, you want to sign up for service? I'm like, cool, what's the deal? And Because I used to work for cable, and I know the game. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the deal? I was like, oh, yeah, you sign up now as a new customer it's ninety nine ninety nine for fucking year, you know, whatever they say. And I'm like, oh, cool. How much does the equipment cost? And they go, well, uh, and they try to dance around the question. I'm like, but that equipment, though. Yeah. How much is that? Also, how much is the added fees of this? And how much is the package for this? And how much? And he, they'll just give up. Yeah. Because the, there's no way to argue out of that. It's like your company is a fucking scam. Fuck off. <laughs> Like your direct TV doesn't offer anything that I can't get somewhere else for cheaper. Yeah. Other than sports, if you might watch mostly sports, sometimes it makes sense, but I don't. So hmm. fuck off. Well, I was saying that, uh, cause the NFL network or the NFL has that prime ticket with direct TV and it's like, dude, you guys better be listening because direct TV has been losing millions of people. And even the NFL isn't keeping people to stay. You yeah. better find another, which be is football's football right. in this country. Exactly. You know? And the thing is, is that, <laughs> I mean, I was looking at like, you know, why don't you better just start offering online instead of with cable? Just go, hey, you stream, you can get us online. You, you know, they'll do it eventually. Yeah, they have to. They have to. You know, it, there's, it, there's just no way to get around it now. I mean, shit, um, you can do that with the uh, NBA and MLB. Hell shit, I got this Samsung TV, this new TV. And there's a button on my remote. It says Samsung TV. And I'm like, what? I click on, I have like over a thousand television channels. Hmm. Like we're talking MTV. I have like three MTVs for okay. free. Damn. I have normal MTV. And then I have the the classic MTV that plays like, I was I watching Yo! MTV Raps the Dude, other I day. Dude, lo I love that Bro. classic MTV. And then um, I was like, what show is this? Because my daughter had something on it. It was real cheesy. And I'm like, oh, I, I recognize this. And then they cut to the, the fucking um, the song. Some people stand in the darkness. Fucking Baywatch. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? They got all kinds of shit on. My wife watches that more than anything else. I'm about to cancel Hulu TV. Yeah, I have um, Pluto. Um, Pluto TV has a Baywatch channel. They're watching, or uh, you watch the old ones. You watch Baywatch Hawaii, all that shit. It's fucking crazy. Like. TV is a dime a dozen now. It's, there's no need. The only thing that sucks is over-the-air TV. Even over-the-air TV is better, but you got to be close to the fucking, to the tower yeah, and then for you, it to work very yeah, well. Yeah, and you also have to have a pretty decent antenna. Because like yeah. when it gets like here, like I, I we did over-the-air um, antenna for a little while, but the problem was is that when it got like oppressively hot, 
The signal went to shit. The signal degrades. Yeah. 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 But Pluto TV, I mean, it's all you really need. People don't realize nine times out of 10, when you have the TV on, it's just background noise. Yeah. If if you're not actively watching something, like you're seeking it out to watch it, you, you don't, it doesn't matter what's on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, keep, um, if you guys are, if you want some more details on this, I actually have a, a post on the website, lisageeks.com, uh, oh. that, uh, that I have for, uh, I think it's four free alternatives to live TV. So, um, it's like Pluto, Stirs, um, and um, uh, two others. Oh, if you have Roku, I have the Roku channel on there. Um, but they have a lot of live TVs with, you know, that most of the times you're just looking for background noise or just something on when you're like trying to go to sleep or whatever. You're not really paying attention. It's a lot of good stuff on there. So you that can check Samsung out that article. TV. Has a Bob Ross channel, motherfucker, yeah. 24-7 yep. Bob Ross. Yeah. And I was like, why would you need a Bob Ross channel? Watched it for a full fucking hour one day. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this is why. <laughs> I forgot about this before. And it's amazing because he barely does anything and he comes out with these dope-ass pictures. Yeah. And Bob Ross is a G, dude. <laughs> I heard he murdered motherfuckers in Korea, but whatever. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> everybody. You gotta live. That's right. <laughs> You got to live so you can live. You feel me? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Consumer Reports has published a study indicating that the most popular EVs are less expensive to own over their lifespans than the best gas cars in their respective classes. Among EVs under $50,000, you typically see costs drop um, between $6,000 and $10,000 versus a combustion engine car. The Tesla Model, th- blah, 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 blah. The <laughs> Tesla Model 3 delivered the most value in um, Consumer Reports findings. The entry-level luxury EV represented, <laughs> isn't it, did that term exist 10 years ago, entry-level luxury? Yeah, no. It, like <laughs> When we started this podcast, there was no entry-level luxury. No, there was there was regular cars and then people who thought everyone was a broke bitch. That, that's no, what that, that was. That was cars and then Priuses. Right. <laughs> the entry-level luxury EV represented a $15,000 savings compared to not only the best-selling car in its class, the BMW 330i, um, but also the best-rated, the Audi A4. I mean, those are pretty fucking expensive. I forget those cars are in the class of the Tesla 3. Um, the savings could be particularly large if you buy a used EV when it's five to seven years old. Savings on fuel unsurprisingly played a large role. Consumer Reports determined that EV drivers spend about 60% less to keep their vehicles topped up, and owners whose cars have a range of 250 miles or more can handle 92% of their charging at home instead of public fast chargers. However, maintenance was also key. Reliability reports suggested that EV owners were paying about half as much to maintain and repair their cars as people with gas vehicles. While repairs could go up, such as fresh batteries, if you buy a used EV, you still stand to reap a large chunk of the lifetime savings. Consumer Reports also found that depreciation was comparable to that of gas cars even after factoring in the incentives. There are some caveats. The savings account for federal and state incentives. While federal tax credits no longer apply to brands like GM and Tesla, the value proposition clearly varies depending on how much your state is willing to offer. Consumer Reports warns that weather and electricity rates could play a role. You might not see as many gains if you live in a cold state and thus get less mileage on a charge. 
with high utility rates versus someone who can drive in warm weather year-round at low prices. States like Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, and Texas even slap fees on EVs, which is true. Um, Well, yeah, that's what happens in red states. So the the gas companies are like going, no, you got to make it harder to get the EVs. Um, Nonetheless, this suggests that you shouldn't be put off uh, by the higher higher upfront prices of EVs at least um, so long as incentives tip the balance. However, they still involve overcoming public perception, and that might not change until there are truly affordable EVs on the market, which might take a while. It's it's definitely um, it's it's an investment. By buying an electric car, and I was explaining this to my wife a while ago because I do want to get one. I just don't. It's just not the time right now. Um, it's it's more of an investment than a purchase. Right. right now because you're you're you do have to pay a little bit more up front and then um but the cost will be better down the road and my my main cost is, isn't even gas it's the fucking maintenance you know an internal combustion engine for those that don't know have it has an explosion inside the engine for power so things wear out very fast <laughs> in the electric motors it, they don't wear out that fast. They will, you know, because it's a moving part. Any moving part is going to wear out. But it's not as violent of a, of a power yeah, transfer. Just keep in mind that in a hybrid, when it, the explosion is like the, that of a supernova. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Science people. Um, but I do. I still want an electric car. I don't really want a Tesla. Kind of. I've kind of moved away from Cooled them just because him. of their business practices are a little weird. Yeah. Um, and then he went from uh, Tony Stark to Lex Luthor really quick. Yeah. <laughs> watch out. Um, he's going to have his own anti Superman suit pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking about, um, I'm still thinking about that leaf, the Nissan leaf. Mm. I think that's the best bang for the, for the buck. If yeah. you don't, the, the Tesla three is, is a good deal. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a little fucking small though, but it's a good deal. Um, if you like Tesla, I just Tesla's a company's been weirding me out lately. But um, the Nissan Leaf, it's from a reputable company. They're I think the most popular EV in America because it's cheaper. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more options now, and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and and Tesla was always more of a luxury, you know. Mid, what do you call it? mid luxury size? Yeah, <laughs> mid luxury level car. One thing that I love about Tesla is what they're trying to do um, with semi, the the electric semi. Oh, yeah. That's amazing to me. I mean, a lot of our fucking um, air problems are delivery trucks. Yeah, because though the they're constantly they're chugging fucking black smoke. Yeah. You know, so if we can cut those out alone, I mean, it would be an amazing improvement. You know, so it is what it is. I had a buddy tell me, he's like, I don't know if they can handle, the power grid can handle people having electric cars. And I'm like, what do do we have a power grid from fucking 1810? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's just plugging an appliance in and charging it, bro. Right. It's not like it's suddenly going to be a complete power sucker. (laughs) Right. That kind of defeats the purpose of being energy efficient. It's like if you can plug in your car and charge it into a regular home, the yeah. grid is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. So, last week, Google announced the end of G Suite with the introduction of Google Workspace, which is simply a rebranding of their service because Google, you know, uh, there isn't much of a difference between the we two. Feel like we, we at Google feel like we haven't confused the fuck out of you lately. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> uh, there isn't much of a difference between the two except Google Drive Storage. Google Drive Storage is very useful, and in the days of G Suite, business owners had the ability to get unlimited Google Drive Storage. Unfortunately, though, all unlimited Google Drive Storage is going away with Workspace. Workspace is, a, is the latest change Google has made to its online productivity suite and alongside branding and workflow updates. The company is also tweaking some of their capabilities. As pointed out by Android Police, Google Drive Storage on Workspace works differently from G Suite. On the old system, the basic tier allowed each user 30 gigs of storage and you could have as many as users as you want. The business tier though, allowed not only an unlimited number of users, but also unlimited storage for each user as long as there were no more than four. By comparison, Google Workspace has some pretty strict requirements on drive storage and even users for that matter. The business starter tier offers only 30 gigs per user. The business, t um, the business star standard ups that to two terabytes and business plus five terabytes. All those tiers too are limited to 300 people. A relatively small number of organizations in a few specific industries actually realize the full benefit on, of unlimited storage, a Google spokesperson explained. With the new additions, we're providing more value that features with features that are more useful to consume, to customers like meet recordings and the new business standard edition while maintaining pricing and plentiful storage and with the enterprise editions available to customers of its of all sizes more storage can be requested if needed honestly i kind of can agree with what they're doing because Unlimited store, it's like when people say, oh, I need unlimited on my phones. Most you, people don't. You do, yeah. You know, and I have unlimited on my phones. The only reason is because I have children. Right. Now, also keep in mind, too, that most people are probably using Google um, Google Drive for probably documents, contracts, anything like yeah. that. That doesn't take up a lot of space. No space. Yeah. And, you know, and most business, I mean, I could see a business maybe... Um, a technology development, you know, putting a lot of stuff or video producing right. kind of stuff. Okay, then maybe you got some some heavy files, but um, most businesses are not that. Yeah, I mean, I have a four. Like a law firm is probably ain't even going to use a gig. <laughs> I, ha I mean, you know, even if you go with audio recordings and stuff like that, like I have four terabyte external and I have 10 years of audio recordings on there with a lot of movies and videos and stuff like that on there. And I haven't even used half of it yet. So it's yeah. like it, it, it'll take a while to use four terabytes, you know, but, you know, so it's like, it, I mean, really, though, if you have, if you require that much, you should have your own servers. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sure Google's going to get flack for this, but it's the same people who are probably complaining about it, people who don't even use it. Yeah. There, there will be some people that kind of come that, out of the short end of the stick on this. Well, remember, there's only there's only a small number of people, so the small number of people are the ones that are going to get affected by it, unless Google already came to them and said, hey, we noticed you use this. We we have this thing for you. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe the bigger companies, you know, like, hey, let's, you know, spin a deal or something like hey, that. Hey, Microsoft, you need some extra storage space? Or they're <laughs> grandfathered in. That right. that could happen to Microsoft. <laughs> um, yeah, because I have, with Microsoft, I have like a terabyte, yeah. and I don't use half of it. Yeah. You know, I'm not a business, but still. Okay. I do business, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, famed author of graphic novels Watchmen, The Killing Joke, and V for Vendetta, Alan Moore, who's actually one of my favorite um, comic book authors, um, who's known for speaking out harshly over the years about adaptations of his work, recently recently lashed out against the superhero movie genre in general, calling it, quote, really worrying sign, end quote, that so many adults we're now lining up in droves to see these heroes on the big screen. Talking to Deadline, the reclusive writer who's been hypercritical of pretty much every movie based on his books uh, said, quote, most people equate comics with superhero movies now. That adds another layer of difficulty for me. I haven't been a superhero, haven't been, haven't seen a superhero <laughs> movie since the first Tim Burton Batman film. Um, they have blighted cinema and also blighted culture to a degree. Several years ago, I said I thought it was a really worrying sign that hundreds of thousands of adults were queuing up to see characters that were created 50 years ago to entertain 12-year-old boys. More continued. That seemed to speak to some kind of longing to escape from the complexities of the modern world and go back to a nostalgic, remembered childhood. That seemed dangerous. It was infantizing the population he's a writer not me um <laughs> speaking about that's end quote speaking about his high highly influential batman story the killing joke more stated quote i've i've been told that the joker film wouldn't exist without my joker story but three months after i'd written that i was disowning it it was far too violent it was batman for christ's sakes he it's a guy dressed as a bat increasingly i think the best version of batman was adam west which didn't take it at all seriously. I have no interest in superheroes, he said. They were a thing that was invented in the late 1930s for children, and they are perfectly good as children's entertainment. But if you try to make them for the adult world, then I think it becomes kind of grotesque. End quote. Alan Moore is promoting a new movie he scripted called The Show. So what do you think, Steve, about what <laughs> Alan Moore has said? Um, Alan Moore is kind of a dick, um, but not in what he said. He's been kind of a dick because he he's, if you listen to our away team show, he's the Brennan Brega of his yeah, own, of, of, comic of, books. of comic books. He, he doesn't like his own shit. He doesn't like his own shit, but here's the thing. It doesn't stop him from cashing them checks. Right, He'll, and that's my thing. Like, Alan Moore, I respect him enough as a, an artist, so to speak, um, that this is his opinion. He's obviously a an educated individual in this field, and I, I don't agree with him, but I will respect him for his opinion. However, <laughs> you're knocking something that's putting food on your plate. Right. Like it's in and, and the, the line where he goes, um, you know, three months after I made the killing joke, I was cursing it. it. He sounds like a hipster. 
Yeah. Like he liked it until it was popular and now he doesn't like it. Right. You know, and it's, um, I was at, in, when I first started reading this article, um, I thought it was going to be more along the lines of what Scorsese said. And I do agree in turn with what Scorsese said because his opinion made sense. He said that his main point was, um, superhero movies are more of a, um, like a funhouse ride. Which makes sense. It's yeah. not knocking it. He's just saying it's not. It's not fucking. Um, one flew from the cuckoo's nest. It's it's not trying to change your life. You know what I mean? Um, and that's his opinion, and it made sense. And again, he's an educated person in that field. I'm not gonna say I know more than fucking Scorsese. Um, so I respected his opinion. I respect um, Alan Moore's opinion also, but there's that there's that black mark on it where Scorsese hasn't made money off of superhero films. Right. <laughs> so he could say, oh, that's not really for me. You know, this is my opinion on it. Alan Moore. This is his thing, though. He 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 hates everything. Right. You know, and he's he's the funny thing about it is, is what he said about the Joker movie, what he's cursing right now. He created. Right. He made Batman dark. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like, you know, you, he can he sits there and talks about you know, oh, comic book movies being made. Keep in mind that the three movies that were mentioned in this article, Watchmen, The Killing Joke, and V for Vendetta, all were made into movies. Like right. his comic books became movies. So it's it's being it's giving you the it's it's hypocritical in in this instance. And that's usually what I don't like is the hypocritical right. um, aspect because you're basically saying that yeah, I created these. Yeah, I made money off of these. Yeah, I cashed those checks. Yeah, I got all this money for all these other that I still write comic books and I still write these stories, and but I don't like them. It's like then when he said then do something favorite... else. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. No, I was just gonna say then do something else. You know. Right. Because he said his favorite version of Batman was Adam West. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. But I you I would have never known that if yeah. you didn't say it. <laughs> I know. Because you've never written a version that was like Adam West. Yeah. So either his opinions has changed have changed over the years and people do tend to get a little bit more cynical of their past when they get older. The problem, I get that. The, the, the problem though with with him is that he's always had the same opinion. He's always been that way. Yeah. yeah. He's always been this way. It's so it tells me that he's like, I don't like this, but I know it will make money, so I'll write it. Right. Because so you, I'm good at it. So and it's you, like, well, now your creative integrity is on the line. Yeah, because now you're sitting there saying like, oh, I don't like all this, so you're going to get these fans. But at the same time, you still made these stories. You're still cashing the check. So you're either, so why are you doing this? You're either doing this because you you actually like them, but you like saying you don't, so it creates controversy, or you're a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. You're a hypocrite. You know, it's like, which one are we going to go to? It's like, you know, when they talk about the Trump administration, you're either inept or you did it this way. Which one are you going to, you know, or you meant for that to happen? Which one are you going to go with? Uh, we'll go with inept because <laughs> it's, right. you know. And, and if you look at a recent picture of Alan Moore, he looks like the kind of person that would be this way. Yeah. <laughs> He's just grumpy. Um, and again, I still. He reminds me of that one dude from um, Comic Book Men. The picture that he has, I don't know if you remember yeah. the, the, the one. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I can't not. There's always going to be a part of me that loves Alan Moore. I don't care what he says. Just of the things he's created. And it, it's kind of a shame to me that he, he hates them so much. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm a DC guy, man. I mean, the fucking 
what he did to Batman was like, I don't know a Batman before that really. Yeah. Other than what people told me or what I may have read later, his Batman is all I know (laughs) (laughs) because once he wrote the, those stories, it changed. Everything changed. Everything got gritty. Superman got gritty. Spider-Man got gritty. Everything was fucking, he wasn't the only one. And fucking Farland, who wrote that amazing fucking Spider-Man run in the early 90s. That changed a lot of things. Or McFarlane, not Farland. Um, it was it, it was a weird time in <laughs> the late 80s and the early 90s. And the Tim Burton Batman movies were dope. But you could tell that they the Tim Burton movies were almost a mix of what Alan Moore created and what was came before. Because it was still kind of campy. You know, it wasn't too serious, but it was it was darker. I mean, if you look at it, the Nolan ones probably leaned more into that. The Nolan ones were Alan Moore's Batman. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just I don't know when I read this, it kind of hit me harder than it probably should. Just because I was like, that's such a fucking shame. Yeah. You know, like you should be proud of what you've done. Yeah. You know, you literally rewrote comic. You can say things like, yeah, I don't particularly like the movie versions you know the movie versions lose their integrity you know don't tell the full story that you know you may have done that and but when you're condemning that and the actual work you've done but it's like you've been this way since like before Watchmen when the Watchmen and you still did these other stories it's like dude you're still cashing them checks so it's kind of like you have that luxury to be you know it's crazy to to me too because Alan Moore is really supposed to be on the level of Stan Lee as important to comic books because of what he's changed. But he forces himself not to be, which is fine. If he doesn't want to be famous, Stan Lee embraced the fuck out of that. Like he wanted to be (laughs) famous for it. And he was, you know, a fun loving guy. Alan Moore is the anti Stan Lee. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame. Like, and maybe it makes sense that he was more of a DC guy. He's always brooding, you know, but, (laughs) You're so know. dark. Just, Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? <laughs> I watched that movie yesterday. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's a bummer. Like yeah. it, it would be cooler if he just was like, you know what? I look back on stuff and you know I I contributed a lot and stuff. But hey, it's his shit. He can do whatever he wants. Right. So it's not on my fucking dime. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's still a lot of questions regarding the backwards compatibility of the PlayStation 5, like what games will be available. However, last week, there are a list of games that won't be, uh, but not before Sony said that some 4,000 plus will be. Select PlayStation 4 games will benefit from the PlayStation 5 console's game boost, which will make PlayStation 4 games run with a higher and smoother frame rate. Although many PS4 games are playable on PlayStation 5 consoles, some functionalities that were available on the PS4 console may not be available on the PS5. In addition, some PS4s may exhibit errors or unexpected behavior when played on the PS5. Before purchasing add-ons to play with your PS4 on the PS5, please try to boot and play your PS4 games on your PS5 to see if you're happy with the play experience. Please note, playing PS5, PSVR games on the PlayStation 5 requires a PlayStation VR headset, a PS camera, which is sold separately, and a PS5 a P, a PlayStation camera adapter. Um... 
always update your PS5 console to the latest version of the system software. While a majority of the PlayStation 4 games are playable, a list of PlayStation 4 games that are play that are playable only on the PlayStation 4. On the PlayStation Store, PS4 games will not be playable uh, that are not playable on the PS5 will be marked with playable only or playable on PS4 only. So, what are some of the games? Well, the list is down to 10, and they are DWVR, Afro Samurai Revenge of Kuma Volume 1, TT Isles of Man, Ride on the Edge 2, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go, Definitive Edition, uh, Shodwin, Joe's Diner. The list is subject to change and excludes demos, medias, and, uh, and non-game applications. So the only game in this list I've even heard of is Afro Samurai because I played the first one and I loved the anime, right. but all these other ones, I don't fucking know what they are. I think I've heard of we sing. I think that's the one that came with the microphone. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I've, yeah. I've heard of Hitman go. Um, oh, Hitman go. Yes, yeah. of course. But, uh, so it makes it interesting because they're saying that these games are the ones that, um, that aren't going to be available. However, given the fact that it's a month till release, it doesn't say that these are the only games that are not going to be playable. Are we going to be expecting a list? Because it's like, you know, the list is subject to change. Yeah. So not meaning that, oh, suddenly these games will be playable. It's most likely we're going to be added. Too. Yeah, I know. That's another That's what thing. pisses me off about Sony. Like, it, 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 I can assume it's a licensing issue. Like, these games aren't fucking worth the time of, like, it's probably <laughs> licensed to some small company. That doesn't exist some- anymore. It doesn't exist or it's just fucking a pain in the ass, you know, like Afro Samurai. I think a Japanese company owns that. And then um, Samuel L. Jackson does the voice. Mm. So maybe there's some comp- some complexities in that. But it's like. Honestly, this doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> like it'd be one thing if it's like, oh, some PS4 games don't work. God of War 4. It's just some crazy <laughs> shit like that. Then you're like, what the fuck? Can you fuck? imagine like, oh yeah, we only have like three games that don't work on the PlayStation 5. Oh, what are they? Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, GTA, God of War 4, God of War 4 and, um, and GTA 5. Yeah. And wait, like, wait a minute, wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like to me, I honestly wouldn't be overly upset if only AAA titles were backwards compatible, to be honest. I think, like, I would I get mean, it. Most people would want that. You know, most people want that. Right. You know, I mean, the indie games would be the ones that you wouldn't expect backwards compatibility. But the thing is Although that... The one game that I'm happy that's backwards compatible with the Xbox One, and I, I'm still waiting for a remaster that's never going to happen, <laughs> um, is... Um, fuck, now I can't remember the name of the game. But it was, it was like... God of War and Xbox, but it was Christian Dante's Inferno. Oh, I remember Fuck, Dante's Inferno. Love yeah. that game. That was back in the day, wasn't it? That game was a true. It was a 360 game. Yeah. Where you go down and you would you were in hell and you would see like a like a fucking someone in Christian history, and then he would recite parts of the Bible to you, <laughs> and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like it was such a fucking trip of a game, dude. <laughs> oh, I love that game. It was just Christian God of War. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still, like, yeah, I know, I'm still kind of like, what the fuck, why are they so cagey on, like, on what's supposed to be backwards compatible? So, who knows? 
maybe they don't even know. Yeah, right. it's it, Sony. This is the thing that bugs me about Sony the most. It's just the, the cloak and dagger bullshit. Just just fucking say what's going on. I think Microsoft does that a lot better. Yeah. And they don't tell us everything, but they'll be like, hey, this ain't gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> just let you know. But I but again. Hey, slick, Jack, you know that shit you wanted? Yeah, it ain't gonna be working. <laughs> again, that's very Japanese versus American business. Yeah. Americans tend to be more straight shooters. Well, we don't want you know, to we don't want to say anything because it might hurt sales. It's like nobody's gonna nobody's not gonna buy if the PS4 taught you anything, it's that people if certain games aren't available on it, they're it's not gonna kill the system. The PS4 and the Xbox um, one series fucking 27 or whatever they call it <laughs> are just like the presidential. Everyone's already made their choice already. Right. Nothing you can say is changing that. You mean the, the, only the, you, mean the you, X, can, you mean the Xbox 720? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is, is you can, um, you can pick both candidates if you have the money. Right. So <laughs> exactly. If you have the money, you can play both sides. <laughs> that's right. Um, GameStop and Microsoft have entered into a new multi-year partnership. GameStop and multi-year is getting a little sketchy to be in the same sentence. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, what does it mean for customers? Not very much. In a joint statement, GameStop and Microsoft um, announced a new multi-year partnership that will mostly see GameStop's back-end solutions move over to Microsoft's programs like Microsoft 365. Um, this means GameStop stores will adopt Microsoft programs to help run business operations like sales and inventory. And store employees will use Microsoft 365 and Teams to communicate. Stores will also get Microsoft Surface devices for store managers. GameStop also confirmed that it will carry the Xbox All Access payment plan that lets customers purchase an Xbox Series X for $34.99 a month. For 24 months, um, this isn't particularly news as Microsoft announced GameStop would be an all-access retail partner back in September along with Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. I think they were with the Xbox One, too, yeah. when they did it for that. Um, GameStop's 5,000 retail locations. They still got 5,000? Hey, good for them. <laughs> I know they close a lot. Um, retail locations... Are not being converted to Microsoft stores, which was the rumor. Customers uh, will not find any immediate impact from the news other than um, perhaps seeing more Microsoft Surface devices at store locations. So the only reason this is news is because Microsoft and GameStop were doing something. Right. Um, Everybody this, had this idea that they were somehow going to merge and they were going to become yeah. Microsoft stores. Microsoft has a huge Microsoft corporation, which has nothing to do with gaming. Um well, this direction anyway has a huge thing with companies where they're trying to be use all Microsoft. The company I work for does everything I use is Microsoft. We use Teams, we use Outlook. Everything is Microsoft. Um, I think we use Azure and all that other bullshit, which is cool because it makes it all seamless and easy to use. Right. But um, they've been doing that for years, and and it, I think they recently changed a lot of it. So they've been trying to get everybody to jump on board. Um, so yeah, it's just another company that's going to use Microsoft shit. They're the, just like the NFL. No yeah. one cared when the NFL did it. <laughs> well, you one know. of the, one of the big things that I was like, like when I heard that rumor that, um, people were, that were speculating that they were going to use them. I was like, okay, you all need to calm down. One, they just got rid of all their retail stores. Microsoft, which was a fucking shame. It was, but Microsoft understands that they're not a retail outlet. They are a business 
outlet. So, yeah. which means that they make their money off business. They make their money off the consoles and the, and being uh uh and then sell and then uh, and then selling them to third parties who go ahead and sell them sell them that way. They're not Apple. They don't make enough products to basically be an Apple store. Um, so it's it's you know and it just became the Xbox store. Yeah, because and then it was in the mall with GameStop. Right. <laughs> so it made no sense. But those stores were so fucking slick, bro. You could yeah. go in there and just chill, play the Xbox. They had a couple set up. Right. But yeah, so it, it, it to me yeah. it was kind of like okay, calm down. And then when I saw this, I was like, yeah, okay, that's that that sounds more like it. <laughs> right. All right. So after reviewing all the old episodes that are putting on there, the one thing that decide that that I I thought would be nice to bring back and and Adam agreed was an old section that we called douchebags of the week. Yeah. And douchebags of the week is basically just <laughs> it doesn't have to be a person, it could be a person entity group, you know, mystical being, a Scottish ghost that has sex with a doctor. It could be anything, any of those <laughs> things. Um if you're a Star Trek fan, you got that one. Um yeah. <laughs> so uh so here we go. So my douchebag of the week um, is Alex Jones, and just not just for being Alex Jones, but for um, a comment that he made. This was probably about two weeks back when um, Trump went to was diagnosed with COVID and went to the hospital. So this is what Alex Jones said on his show that day that he went into the hospital. Uh, America, no, sorry, <laughs> do it in his voice. Um, this is his. This is his quote. America is in a war for its very survival, and now our president battling against the communist Chinese, the globalists, and the others in the open worldwide economic war is being told he's got to stay locked down, um, locked up for 14 days, legitimizing this entire giant fraud. What we know is 90% of the tests are false positive, conservatively. What we know is there are people inside the White House that want to lock the president down. They have been all there have been all these coup plans by people in the White House. You had Mathis trying to organize a coup. And, and I said all along, uh, one way to do it, it uh, is with COVID-19 is to give him a false positive test. They could then poison his Diet Coke or something. He gets really sick and they say it's COVID-19. So I would also advise the Secret Service to be extra diligent about what the president ingests because they could now use COVID as a cover to kill the president. He now needs a royal taster. Right, exactly. And I thought he drank Dr. Pepper. No, he drank Diet Coke. Is it Diet Coke? Yeah, it was Diet oh, Coke okay. with his big bucket of chicken. You know, well, Diet Coke. I'll give him that. Diet Coke's a better choice than fucking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's gross, dude. I love Dr. Pepper. Fuck you. I fucking Dr. Pepper is one of those things you either love it or you fucking hate it. There's no in between. <laughs> My wife loves Dr. Pepper. I fucking hate it. We'll get we'll get the drinks from the shop and they never mark it because. Their job's just too hard. Um, <laughs> and I'll, it's always, you know, just the, the fucking Moore's Law. I always get the Dr. Pepper and sip it and go, oh, God. <laughs> like, this is not a Coke. I get that um, way when I when I take a sip and it's Diet Coke. I get that, like, I get that lemon face where it just kind of like my cheeks mm -hmm. and everything just. I, I don't mind Diet Coke. I prefer Coke Zero, what? but I don't mind Diet Coke. It's because you're a Nazi. <laughs> 
wow. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, one of the reasons why Alex Jones is a douchebag is basically because he got COVID because he, Trump got COVID because he played fast and loose. Um, he, you know, he's been thumbing his nose at the whole thing and eventually it came back to bite him in the ass. So now they have to try to cover it up, which I was like, wow, they didn't even give it a day. They like immediately, like within hours, that's what popped up. So I was like, of course it's a, you know, global liberal cabal, you know, and it wasn't trust Trump being a douchebag and, you know, just finally getting it. Even most conservatives agree now that COVID's a real thing. Yeah. And but Alex Jones isn't a typical conservative, is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the captain of QAnon or whatever the fuck's going on over there. <laughs> so there's a lot of people. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people who get jobs on false credentials, okay? <laughs> and then they don't quite do the job correctly. Um, this man that we're about to speak, he did the exact opposite of what you're supposed <laughs> to do. So there was a Louisiana priest um, who was arrested for allegedly, and it wasn't alleged, <laughs> filming himself having sex with two dominatrixes. Well, it's, the, it's alleged because uh, we haven't seen the video yet. <laughs> right. On the altar at his Catholic church. Just let that let that sentence sink in. <laughs> The priest identified by uh, NOLA.com as Reverend Travis Clark. Why is he identified as Reverend if he's a Catholic priest? Is that how it is? I can't remember. I don't remember. It's been a while. I can't remember. Was busted after a passerby saw the lights on later than usual on September 30th and peeked inside Saints Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church (laughs) in Pearl River. The unidentified witness saw the half-naked priest having sex with the two women who were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots. Um, the altar was also adorned with stage lighting, several sex toys, and a cell phone mounted on a tripod that was recording the act. The witness St- took... Stage lighting that put uh, the recent show of Kiss to Shame. <laughs> right. The, the, the production was out of, out of control. The witness, the witness took video... Um, Footage of the unholy trinity. Nice. Um, Cops arrested uh, Clark along with his two altar servers, 41-year-old Mindy Dixon and 23-year-old Melissa Chang, and booked them on obscenity charges. Try to guess which one of those chicks is hotter. Do that. You do that on your own. Um, The woman reportedly told cops they were at the church to film quote-unquote role play with the priest cops determined everything um that went on that night was consensual but arrested the trio on the obscenity charges because they were in view of the public it's almost like you see it and you know it's legal but you're like you you fucked up i need to arrest you for something (laughs) i need to find Uh, a reason to arrest you for something right uh nola.com um added that dixon who is also an adult film actress, of course she is, had posted on social media a day prior that she was traveling to New Orleans, uh, the New Orleans area, to meet up with another dominatrix to, quote, defile a house of God, end quote. <laughs> the archbishop of the New Orleans archdiocese uh, visited the church to perform a ritual that would restore the sanctity of the altar, which he burnt the altar. So you have to burn it. Uh, which is funny because I was telling my wife about this. She's like, 
wow, I'm like, he's probably going to burn it. And then I read, I'm like, oh, yeah, and then it's going to burn it. <laughs> I looked at a different article. Uh, he's Clark, good. He's going to have an exorcism. Oh, he, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Clark, who was ordained in uh, 2013, was suspended from the archdiocese after his arrest. <laughs> was Not suspended, a good look for the Catholic Church. No, was suspended pending review of the video. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I read this and I was like, Jesus. Like, there's, there's like fucking Like literally, up. Jesus. Right. There's fucking up and then there's fucking up. Like, if you're a priest, you obviously take the whole that's God's house and God is watching a little more seriously than most people. So mention, did you, were you going to send him a tape? Like, like not to mention that priests are also supposed to be abstinent. Yeah. Which I was, <laughs> I per that's one of my biggest grievance with the Catholic church is the abstinence. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It's why we have the issues because it's unnatural to be abstinent your entire life. It doesn't make any sense. Um, they There are Catholic priests who aren't abstinent because they started in a different religion and then converted, usually Lutheranism. Yeah. And they'll have, and the church is fine with that. And they are well-adjusted individuals, <laughs> you know, and most priests are fine. It's, it's just that it's very small percent that do one of the most heinous things you've ever fucking heard of in your life. Well, let's also keep in mind that at least it was too, adult dominate at least they were adults and it was consensual yes um (laughs) it's just fucking i read it and felt uncomfortable like (laughs) i don't even go to church or anything like that but i felt my ancestors were upset when i read it (laughs) like you know when you you're not you're not religious but you grew up in like a catholic neighborhood and you'll read something and you feel a chill up your (laughs) spine like my DNA is telling me I should be offended. I haven't been a Catholic since like I was like a small child. So it's kind of like even I was like, going, ooh, dude, ooh, what you fucked doing? up. What are you doing? And I'm pretty open minded, you know, just it's just one of those. Just look at like, my browser history. You know, <laughs> if you want to fuck dominatrix and threesomes, hey, more power to you. Maybe not be a priest. Yeah. Maybe be a lawyer or something. Or, or go and find someone's garage, recreate. You know, an yeah, altar. Do it not on the altar of the. T- what? Who hurt you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> who? Jesus. Who didn't love you enough? Like that's what I want to uh, know. God. Uh, apparently, I guess. He uh, looks so sad in his picture. I know. It looked that picture of like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna hurt me on my next job interview. <laughs> and the Melissa Chain chick looks cute, but she looks broken. Yeah, you can definitely tell. There's, there's been some hard miles. <laughs> so. Uh, so, um, this week we have a listener question and this comes from Jenny and she asked, uh, which device is best for bundling or streaming devices in one place? Um, so now my answer comes in two parts because for me, if you need something and you need something kind of inexpensive, I'd say Roku. Um, the reason I say Roku versus like an Amazon Fire Stick, because I always say, oh, just get the Amazon Stick. Not everything's available on Amazon. And, and Amazon usually ends up having issues with whoever tries to broadcast and, you know, has more problems than Roku does. Because, I mean, shit, Roku just settled their issues with Peacock. So mm-hmm. Amazon, you know, and then sometimes YouTube TV, who, you know, sometimes on there, if Google and Amazon get into a tiff again, they pull YouTube and everything off of there. So I'd say Roku for if you have a little more money to spend, 
Apple TV. Yeah. Cause I think Apple TV, if cost isn't an issue is the perfect device yeah. for, for shooting. Cause everything's on it. Right. And then, um, and the interface it, is pretty. Yeah. The interface is pretty and it, it like combines everything together. So you don't feel like you're on, you have to go into a hundred different things. <laughs> right. Which is kind of cool. What, one of the things I liked about it, cause I had an Apple TV and this was before, this was the model before they started doing the, the, the app store on the, on the Apple TV. So you only had a preset, you know, uh, amount of, uh, preset of channels. And, um, the thing that I liked about it is that it still works. So this was a long time ago, like before this was been, you know, at least five or six years, maybe even seven, but the, it still works. Um, but I always never had an internet connection issue. I sometimes get that with my Roku that I'll get. Sometimes it won't connect to the internet. Um, but I never really seem to have that with Apple TV. Now, again, you know, if you need something kind of quick, you go with the Roku and Roku does have a lot of extra stuff that you can get into. But yeah, I think if money isn't an issue, I definitely, you know, like my plan is to get an Apple TV. So I think that that would be a nice one. But, you know, if you want something quick and you don't really want to spend that much money, Roku is, is, a, is just is just as good. Yeah, I don't like um, the Google one because it's basically your phone. Oh, the everything's your phone. The cast, uh, the Chromecast. yeah, I don't, I'm not because I don't know. It's a pain in the ass when you have kids because they can't control it. Like you have to come out and do it because it's all on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking Jesus. I might as well sit down and watch it with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think, I think, um, there really is no other way to, I feel like the, the Amazon's Amazon tech is weird in general. Yeah. The only thing I really like from them is um the the Kindle Paperwhite. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's the the Kindle Paperwhite. <laughs> but everything else is better shit. Yeah. I always feel like Amazon's trying to sell me shit when I buy their stuff, which would make sense. <laughs> I know, right? So I I I know. I always feel like people always say, "Oh, you should get the Fire Stick. It's cheap." And it's like, "Yeah, but it also, you know, it's like I also look at the bigger picture. It's yeah. like, you know, I mean, everything that's available on Roku, with the exception of HBO Max, because I think that's the only one that's not available on there yet, um, is available on Apple. And it's not available on the Fire Stick, and neither is Peacock. And Google, for a while, had that issue with them. So, And they can come and go on Amazon, you know, for any reason. So it's like, a, you know, it's like between the safer bets, it's one of the reasons why I got the Roku, because, like, well, nobody generally has a problem with them. So, you know... Until you have AT&T trying to be like, nah, we want to, what, can we get a, can we get a little more for a little less fam? Cause you know, we, right. we have, you know, direct TV and we have, you know, Warner brothers and we losing money. So we need to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, um, we have one Roku. No, we have two Rokus in the house cause one is a Roku TV. Um, and we have another Roku that was in a drawer somewhere. So I, I plugged it in, in my room and this little 32 inch I never use. Um, I want to upgrade to an Apple TV, but my wife is very like, ugh, Apple. And she thinks she's not going to be able to use it because she has a, a note. And I'm like, you'll be able to, use. like, I'm trying to make your fucking life easier. What is it? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, dude. Like she's, I think just people used to tell her they sucked. Hmm. So she, she just believes she's always disliked them. 
I think it's mostly price. I think that's what bothers her the most is how expensive it is. And she's heard me talk about Apple when it comes to computers. Yeah. Like where I say they're overpriced, I can build one for half the price. Like it's ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. But then she equates that to the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, the phones are fine. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, if you want the high end, you'd be spending a thousand, but you can get a, you know, you can get an, you can get the old fucking iPhone 11 for like 600, 700 bucks. Right. You know, it's like, and that's what I was looking at. I'm like, going, oh, I don't need to get the Pro. I can just go ahead and get the, the 10 or the 11 for like half. Right. All right. So one new section we're adding is, uh, you know, we, we talk about social media people and stuff like that. So there's always a comment that I run across on social media somewhere of just someone being a fucking idiot. And so this is where social media idiots comes into play. So we're not using their real names because, you know, Adam said, I don't want to use a real name. So we're not going to use their real names. So we come I'm up. I'm trying to be a respectable fucking citizen of the planet. Okay. Ugh. That's all I'm saying. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone so, is a moron on social media. So, no. so we're gonna use a pseudonym. So the pseudonym for this particular person is "Suck Sony's Dick All Day Every Day," <laughs> which is better than their name. <laughs> which is yeah, <laughs> and, and it's more accurate. Oh, definitely more accurate. So this comes. This came from Facebook, and it was in response to IGN's article about Wolfenstein Dishonored and Prey Collection rated for Series S and X. And this is the quote. There's a diff. There's the difference. Xbox is nothing without its acquisitions. Sony doesn't need to own all the studios to have amazing gamers coming its games coming its way. Xbox, on the other hand, other hand seems to go sideways on game quality, and its exclusives has always fall uh, fallen short to the polished genre defining lineup of games that comes out each generation from Sony. Can I? Can I read? I have the list. <laughs> Can I read the list? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Here are the first party studios that Sony acquired. Um, starting with the Asian companies. It's not a lot. It's not a very long list. Not a long list for Microsoft either. Um, Japan Studios, um, which is known for the Ape Escape series, Loco, Loco Roco, and all the weird fucking Japanese shit. Um, Team Gravity, um, Asobi Team, um, Forward Works, Polyphony Digital, Gran Turismo Series, Mark for them. Um, and so in North America, Insomniac Games, which made Spyro Ratchet and Clank Resistance and Spider-Man, uh, Naughty Dog, which makes Crash Bandicoot, Jackson Daxter, Uncharted, and The Last of Us, uh, Ben Studio, Siphon Filter, um, Resistance, fucking another Uncharted game, I guess they made, uh, San Diego Studio, which is known for the MLB The Show series, the NBA series, Mod Nation Racer series, a fucking bunch of other shit, um, Jesus, a lot of shit. Santa Monica, we making some shit. Uh, Sucker Punch Productions, which is known for Sly Cooper, Infamous, and Ghost of um, Shishima, which I really want to play. I know. Um, Pixelopus, which is known for some shit you never heard of. <laughs> European Studios, uh, Guerrilla Games, known for Killzone and Horizon um, Zero Dawn. Big, big fucking games. London Studios, SingStar Series, Dance Star, iToy, iPad. They make all the games you never fucking play, but your kids love. Um, <laughs> Media Molecule, which is known for the Little Big Planet series, um, and non-game development, 
Nobody fucking cares. Um, some studios that they have closed but did acquire was 989 Studios, which was known for um, Twisted Metal 3 and 4, Cool Borders, all those cool games they never make anymore. I big, know. I remember big, 989. Yeah, 989 Studios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big, big studios. was known for Pursuit Force and Motostorm um, and Little Deviants, which was actually kind of a cool game. Evolution Studios, World Rally Championship Motorsport, and Drive Club, Gorilla Cambridge, which was known for the Medieval series. The um, what's another one? I know they. Oh, they made Little Big Planet for the PSP, the Killzone Mercenary game, Wipeout series, um, Incognito, um, Incognito Entertainment made the other Twisted Metal games, um, and the Warhawk, uh, War of the Monsters. I wanted to play that Warhawk game because it was like a redo of the old Warhawk from NES. Um, Manchester Studios. New studio in Northwest England focused on creating VR games for PlayStation VR. Obviously, make shit because that's all it says. Um, <laughs> studio Liverpool, which is another Wipeout series and Formula One series. Team Ico, which is known for Ico, Shadow of Colossus, One Trick Pony people. Um, Zipper Interactive, known for the SOCOM series. Um, I didn't name every game these studios were known for. Okay. Uh, but one of the biggest ones is Santa Monica Studio. They, they're they known for MLB The Show, um, the God of War series, I'm pretty sure. Who the fuck in here makes God of War? Was it them or somebody else? Mm-hmm. One of these bitches makes God. Oh, no. Yeah, Santa Monica Studios, God of War series. So aside from those studios, um, they don't need anything for their right polished genre defining lineup of games right <laughs> sony makes <laughs> it's not even it's not even a knock on sony it's this guy just does not understand that sony is a publisher right they're not a game developer microsoft is a publisher they are not a game developer have they tried to in the past yes they have just to varying levels of success on both sides. But for the majority of the time, the publishers have the money and they buy these smaller places, fund them, and then they make the games. So I don't know what the fuck this dude's <laughs> talking about. Remember the Eye of Judgment games? Oh, Where it was like a card game and you yeah. had to use the camera. Japan yeah. Studios made oh, that. Um, but it's, it's funny too because like I saw this list and I saw this and I was just like, and it this kind of ta- this kind of you know although this this person here actually used punctuation and you know appropriate spelling and stuff yeah, like that it was well said yeah it was well said asinine but still well said is the same usually not so well said um e- every time you hear anything about microsoft and what they have it's always the same thing it's always oh sony didn't need to buy all, doesn't need to buy studios to have it. it's like yeah they bought all their studios already that's why the Bethesda Microsoft deal it was so huge because there aren't very many big companies left, you know. So it it was just this idea of just like, wow, this is such a fucking moronic. I think the biggest, but Zenimax is the biggest acquisition I I can remember in recent times from either of them, but. Yeah, Bethesda's impressive and, and id Software and, and ZeniMax as a whole. But, I mean, 
we can't discount Sucker Punch and Santa Monica Studios and Insomniac Games, Naughty Dog. I mean, these fucking companies have made most people's childhood. Yeah. Like, these are big-time developers, and I'm not going to have this fucking douchebag <laughs> forget they fucking exist and just think there's some schmucks at Sony doing things. Well, also where he talks about um, um, their exclusives, you know, have fallen short. Um, let's not forget that it's only been five years since Call of Duty had been an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty was a Xbox timed exclusive. And then with the with the PlayStation, then during the time of the PS4, they switched because their contract was up. And also, and, no, who was arguing the point that Microsoft had better first person or first exclusives than Sony did in last generation? That was never a point being argued. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Sony has some fucking awesome exclusives because they're the only one playing the exclusive game anymore. Right. Like Microsoft has some exclusives that they've had for a while. Like obviously you're not going to see Halo on the PS5. <laughs> but Sony's the only company that's still holding on to this we only make games for us thing. It's like this is your money you're leaving on the table, bro. You can do whatever you like. But and and then you have, you know, Microsoft being on the smarter end because now with uh with Zenimax under there and all the studios that are on there, those games are playable on the PlayStation on the PlayStation console. So now Microsoft's going to be getting some of that PlayStation money. Fuck yeah, yeah. And now, now all of a sudden, Sony's going to have to start to consider, well, they're going to make more money on us on content, so maybe we're going to have to start, you know, you know, yeah, we'll have timed exclusives, but it's like, if Microsoft's still making money, at the end of the day, it's going to be like, well, maybe we're going to have to start looking at that. Because, yeah, they're leaving money on the table, so... I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what that dude said was incredibly misinformed. And again, this goes back to the fucking Cleopatra thing. <laughs> it took me. I looked up that list while Steam w- Steve was introducing the fucking the whole section. Yeah. Two seconds. What was great too is that people were posting some similar to um, that in the replies. Were just like. Oh, I think you need to read this, you know. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And usually, when they fuck up that bad, you never hear from them again. Yeah, they'll they'll delete their whole fucking account because <laughs> there's just there's nothing. There's nothing they can say. There's a game. I just reminded of a game while I was looking at that list. Everybody's gone to the rapture. It's a game that I've wanted to play. It's supposed to be this interesting. You're kind of alone. Like everyone literally goes to the rapture. <laughs> You're kind of just wandering around like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, so and and this is by no means a, a knock on Sony. I mean, we know they're pu- a publisher. I don't a publisher and a tech company. I don't understand. Just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. so sick of social media. Just cancel it. Just cancel social exactly. media. Just because they give everybody an opinion doesn't mean we need to hear everybody's opinion. I actually have a conversation with my son. We, he went for a walk with me. We we're just hanging out. And and I said, you know, the big, he was talking about social media and stuff. And I go, the biggest problem with social media is it gave, I said, the biggest problem and the biggest gift that social media gave us is it gave everyone a voice. Because the problem is, is not everyone deserves to have a voice. Yep. Like now everyone talks about everything and they're not educated on anything. Yep. It's ridiculous. Like I I'm not fucking what are you listening to me for? Yeah, exactly. This is an entertainment podcast. 
Okay, I'm reading you news articles with some no- with who, some drops of knowledge. So you know, from my own personal experiences, I think the good thing about this podcast is at least we'll be subjective. Yeah, which is a skill that no one has anymore. <laughs> Fucking Jesus! Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like this little slice of joy and would like to help us out, you can donate. All donations will help us improve quality of the shows. Or can get us beer for lunch. I mean, either way, you know. <laughs> Head over to the blog, um, lazygeeks.com, and click on the PayPal link. And if you can't help us out monetarily, you can comment on the show, share it with others, help get the word out. Also, listen to the ads in the show. Uh, we make money from anyone that listens to the ads, so it's not much. But if you want to support us, that's a great way to do it. And if if you can listen to this show for an hour and 45 minutes, you can listen to a you know 90 second ad. I can hear the fucking buttons getting pressed right now, <laughs> switching. Um, we have other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. Uh, we have a Star Trek podcast called The Way Team. New episodes every Friday, and the Fine Line Steve Social Commentary uh, podcast uh, drops new episodes every Wednesday. Um, you can find all these shows on our blog, thelazygeeks.com, or wherever you get your shows. And um, also, I'm going to do something different now that we have uh, two extra shows. going to be three. Um, when we take weeks off, I'm going to probably throw on episodes from one of our other shows to fill in that time. So there'll still be content, and you may end up hearing something. You go, hey, yeah, maybe I'll actually listen to that. So, um, And that's going to go on every everyone. So if I skip episodes or something like that, you know, I'll probably throw something like that on there. Um but also reach out to us. Leave us a comment, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Uh, you can hit us up on social media and leave your comment there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Even all- though I've been damning it the yeah. entire episode. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, you can hit, um, go to all, f- look at yeah. Adam's Adam's condition is getting to me now, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Um, you can find them all under at the Lazy Geeks, all one word, or email us. The mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. So that is a that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking so you don't have to. And wear a goddamn mask. Yeah.